Hey, what's up and welcome back. It's Harvey Harrington once again. Just got a couple topics I want to talk about with parents and their kids and their kids. Let me get my let me get my uh speaking correct, but it's funny how how it works with your own kid. For the longest, I started coaching and I didn't have kids when I started. So it was funny some of the responses that I got from different parents. They were asking me to talk to their child about whatever in particular. I need them to do that. They're not listening. They're not doing certain things at home. They're not being a leader, you know, when they're around the other kids. It was just a lot of different things. And could you talk to my son? Could you talk to my daughter? And I just thought in my head, like, maybe you might be a bad parent. <laughs> and like I said, I'm, I just think in my head, I, I come from a military background where our family, they say something, you did it. That's just what it was. It was old school. Go get a belt. You can get your behind whooped. I mean, it was all that. And that's just that's just what we did. I mean, you know, adult would say something. It didn't even have to be a mom or dad. It could be an aunt or uncle. It could even be a neighbor. And if you got disrespectful, you had two butt whoopers coming. You're going to get whooped by the neighbor, in which I didn't know how, that, how, how in the world was that okay. And then you would get whooped when you got home. I mean, that's just what it was. I mean, the, the, the level of accountability that you had to take on when I was growing up just was a lot different than what it is now. I mean, I think it's friggin' illegal to whoop kids now. So that's kind of crazy in itself. But I mean, you know, just, just going through what I went through when I was younger, it just molded me into who I am. I mean, never had a problem with the law. Never, you know, thought about doing any crime. Um, just was on the, you know, everything that we was doing was the right way. It was like the path that was created. And all we had to do was just follow it and respect to um, adults and, you know, authority as a whole dealing with teachers. It wasn't able to talk back to teachers or say whatever or be out in public and an adult say something and we can yell something back at them. We wasn't allowed to do that. And then guess what? If an adult came out the blue and said, hey, your son is doing this, that, and the other, you was in trouble. So that's just how it worked. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off the subject. But going back to when I started coaching, um, I, I just had a lot of parents that was telling me different things about their kids and stuff that they need to fix. And I and I couldn't understand it. I mean, and and once I once I once my kids got old enough to get into sports and you start seeing the little attitude and start seeing, you know, closer, you know, my daughter's about to be a teenager. Once I started seeing that stuff, I was like, okay, I kind of understand it. Cause it's like, sometimes I have to question what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, what, <laughs> are you doing this right? Or, you know, um, what to say to your child, you know, that type of thing. Now I'm, I'm still a big disciplinarian in my household period. Like, Discipline runs through me and I'm old school. That's just what it is. I mean, love it or hate it. My kids are going to gonna respect not only me, they're going to respect uh, my household. They're going to respect their family. They're going to respect people in general. They're going to have respect. And that's just what it is. And like I said, I'm old school. I mean, you know, we're, we're not... My kids obviously got... A, a, they're not on a super tight leash, but they're on a pretty tight leash. And like I said, if I got to throw that discipline out there, my kids will get it. That's just what it is. And I mean, you know, my my kids live great. They live they live a lot better. I, I live I, I grew up um, I grew up very well. 
I mean, I had I had a lot of stuff at my disposal. My mom and dad did a good job, but my kids didn't have what I have. And I and we and we we try to give our kids the world, but with getting the world, you're gonna have to. There's a price to pay for that. So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do the right things. You're gonna you're gonna do well in school. You know, there's a there's a certain level of things that that we expect of our kids. But like I said, it's just it's just funny to see how it comes full circle because I couldn't understand it when I didn't have kids. It was just like, you know, you talk to your own kid. What's wrong? What's wrong with you that you can't tell your kid what needs to be said? And what is wrong with them that they can't listen and get it done? It doesn't work like that. It's like I, I do basketball training and with training these kids, I, I can reach a kid faster than I can reach my own kid. And the reason being is just that my kid, my kid knows what how, what's the limits. Knows when she can roll her eyes, or no, my son knows he can say something, and that'll 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 trigger a reaction. These kids don't. They're just happy. They're happy to be there. They want to learn. They're eager, and it's just different. And like I said, it's just different when it's your kid. Period. But I mean, as a as a as a whole, I just if you're a parent, you're listening to this. What do you? There's a, there's a couple couple different examples I'm going to give you, and I really want you to think about this. And I've been in every single one of these positions. I'm not sitting here preaching something to you that I haven't done or that um, that I haven't learned from. I'm just I'm just asking you and just and just seeing. You know, I, I want you I want you to think really. What position are you in when you when you're dealing with your kids? Now, first and foremost. This is really about the kids going through this, learning, more or less having fun and making some good memories. Ultimately, that's what it's about, because everybody's not going to get a college scholarship and everybody's not going to be the top player. Everybody, you know, everybody's not going to make it to the most elite level, whatever your goals are, whatever their goals are. They may or may not reach them and they may or not obtain that goal. So. What are we really trying to get out of this? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you me, this is this is what I think, what my kids should be trying to push to get out of playing the game of basketball. I want for them to meet the right people. I want for them to learn discipline. I want them to learn how to deal with adversity. I want them to take the sports piece of it and endure some type of, some type of, like I said, like I said before, adversity or, some type of problem that they can get over and, and they can show themselves that I can do anything. I can be a, a general manager over here. I can be a CEO. I can be a CFO. I want them to be strong-minded people behind sports. That's all I want. I mean, you know, that's that's the main thing of what I want. You know, I would say like a like a plus one or one A, I would like for them to get a scholarship because I don't want to pay for them to go to college. By the time my kid goes to college, which is what, in five years, college is going to be ridiculous because it's ridiculous now. So I would love for her and my son and my other daughter, I would love for them to go to college on a scholarship. I don't care what scholarship you get. If it saves me some money, cool. If it's a full ride, double cool because you got a car coming or you got something, you know, maybe you got something. If I don't get you a car, you don't want a car right now. You'll have something waiting for you when you graduate. So 
I'd rather reward you in that sense. And now you now you have something that you didn't have to pay for. And we can go from there versus me paying for books and paying for tuition and all that good stuff because college is not cheap. So those are the things that I want for my child. But what do you really want for your child? What's the goal? And is it realistic? It's, it's one thing to say, oh, well, I'll, I, my kid could be the best at it. And I think they should be the best. Well, them being the best is not really a goal. I mean, maybe it's a goal to them, but what's the, what's the goal to you? So today, I mean, it, it was funny because today, and I, and like I said, I've been right here. I've been in this, in this specific position and I'm not talking about anybody, but I, I, I take my daughter to go shoot in the morning. And with her, it's funny because She's just so she wants to she wants to be a perfectionist. And I'm like, sports ain't for you if you want to be a perfectionist. It's just not. I mean, not a lot of sports that you can do things perfect and get a 10 out of 10. It's just it's just that's just how it works. You have good days. You have bad days. You have days that are bad to turn to good. You have good days that start off pretty good and they turn to bad. So trying to teach you to kind of roll with the punches. But. Before I talk about the guy down the other end with his son, I mean, my daughter just was, you know, it's just it's just some things in there that she needs to fix and maturity will fix them. every shot she missed. She's making a face. She's rubbing her head. She, you know, one time the ball went bouncing down the other end. I, I didn't even see it because I was just I was a lot of days I go in and I'll just shoot with her. You know, I'll go instead of me. Because I don't want everything to be technical, everything to be broken down just because I coached and I was just training. I don't want her to feel like, oh, well, what do I need to do? And, and you need to step for every single thing. So I just go in and I shoot and I don't say a word. We're in there shooting. And, you know, I, I got to a certain point I was making more shots than her. But I, I was just more or less just trying to show like, hey, just come in. If you go with the right attitude, you'll, you'll make shots. You know, I'll get to a point where I'll miss four or five shots. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's knock these down. And I'm trying to teach her, like, just worry about what's coming next and worry about stepping up to the plate. Worry about that. But anyway, she's pissed off about every single little thing. And like I said, that ball rose down the other end. I swore she kicked, she kicked that ball. <laughs> it had to be. And like I said, I'm like, <laughs> you know, we're in here. There's nobody else in the gym. You can't make this fun. Like, not at all. You can't make this where you get a couple of smiles in and like, all right, I got you. The next shot's about to go in, Dad. I got you. You know, we're shooting. We were we were doing different spots. Like she was on the wing, I was on the wing, and we're shooting. And we had to make, you know, seven as a group, you know, her and I. And we just go one, two, you know, a couple of times before we started, before we got tired and, you know, got really moving. I mean, you know, the first couple ones, it was like one, two, three, miss one, four, five, miss one, six, miss one, seven, you know, whatever. Then we got to a certain point where we start moving and it was like one, two, and then it miss, 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 one, two, you know, three, four, whatever. And it just, it just kind of went in that pattern. But it's, it's just a fact of how pissed off she was. Just, it just didn't sit with me right. And like I said, for me, I more or less, I, I teach. Wor worrying about your next shot. And this particular point we're shooting, I didn't want, I didn't want to be in the gym saying, don't get angry. Worry about your next shot. Like she has to get through it. I'm, I'm almost to the point that maybe I need to just shut up and let her struggle until she, until she figures it out. And I think that's what I'm going to do. But 
you know, it, we, she's come a long way. And at the same time, for the, as long as she has come, she's still not matured on that. And I talked about that. I talked about that today on on the uh, on uh, a podcast that I do. I do like a daily podcast, and um, you know, you go, you can go on YouTube, Dream Chasers Basketball Indie with Harvey Harrington, and uh, my intro is this. You can listen to this little jingle real fast. Anyway, but that's that's the that's the jingle. So if you hear that jingle, you know Harvey Harrington is behind it, you know Dream Chess is behind it, but just make sure, you know, if you if you got a, a young kid in the household or you got, you know, somebody in high school, there's a lot of different things we do on there just to help kids, period. I mean, all our podcasts are on there, our our visual podcasts, not our um not our audio ones, but all of them are on there. But anyway, like I said, um, you know, just dealing with your kid is different. But um going back to what I was saying with the younger kid down the other end. So a dad and a son walks in and yeah, um, this kid, this kid is can't be no older than third grade. You know, he might be a fourth grader. I don't know, but I, I'm thinking third grader because he's pretty little. But might have been a fourth grader, whatever. So I look down the other end, and, I, and I'm kind of like just sort of watching them while I'm rebounding because we we at this point we're getting to the end of our workout, my daughter and I, and I got to a point where I'm rebounding and I'm passing it to her. She got to make six shots at a spot. Then I go six shots and then she goes six and then I go six or whatever. So I'm looking down the other end and just the frustration that the dad had with his son. He was basically doing the drill, trying to make his son get from point A to point B, which he was using like a crossover. He was getting down for a layup. And after the kid was getting down for a layup, <clears throat> excuse me, he would kind of shoot the ball on the side. Like it, it's hard to explain. He would get down and kind of turn his body. And it wasn't really a layup. And just to see how pissed his dad was, for one, it took me back because I used to, I'm not going to say that I would get pissed, but I would get frustrated with certain things. And, you know, I might yell or I might say, you know, hey, why why are you not doing this right or whatever? But, you know, I've gotten to the point now, it's like, okay, you just got to have more patience. And it's different. Like I said, it's different with your kid. I train other kids and I can have patience all day long. When it comes to my kids, it's like, I kind of look at it like, are they doing that to be funny or, you know, are they doing that to get a rise out of me? So it's just different with your own kid. But I, I changed, I kind of really changed the way that I've been doing things, you know, as of, you know, my past, you know, my past three or four years. So, I mean, he's down there and I mean, he's going in on his son. You're not doing this. You do, do you not want to do this? You know, we could just leave it. And then he wouldn't go inside on the sideline. And it's like, those are, those are, some of the memories that these kids are going to have of you. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing that I'm thinking about is like our kids are going to remember how they were treated. Oh, I didn't play well in that game. And I remember even, even to this day, my, my oldest, my daughter will tell me like something that I did. And I'm like, 
wow, that's something that she's going to remember throughout her childhood. And, and I just feel like, yes, I want to be competitive. Yes, I want her to be good. Yes, I want her to excel. Same for my, my, uh, my youngest son. Same for my youngest daughter. I want the same thing. But at what expense? Is it, is it going to be to the point where she's not happy as an athlete or she's growing? I mean, she, she, she grows up and she's like, Oh, and she's talking to people like, yeah, my dad used to yell and it just, it was hard. It was tough for me. You know, like, like it's a bad, like it's a bad or gray spot in their lives. Like, what are we, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like I said, for all the stuff that that guy did, I, I don't think I, I I never really got that frustrated, but you know I would yell at my child and think that would motivate her, and you know a lot of times that doesn't. It just it just doesn't. I mean it got it got to be about the kid at the same time, and I'm not saying let him slack, but you know to, to be as pissed off as what he was, <coughs> I mean that that was a lot, and then. I mean, it's just a, a couple of different comments that I that I heard or read about. Like, well, I was just telling you about uh, my YouTube page tomorrow. I got I got a segment we're gonna do about uh, would the gym be better if the stands were quiet? I mean, that's a that's a real question. Would it be better for for your son and daughter if it was quiet, if nobody said anything on the sideline? Now, obviously, any sport um, is is I think is better because of the stands. People cheering. You know, maybe people booing, maybe people, um, you know, motivating. I, I, I think that the sports are better with that. But, I mean, how many kids play worse because their parents in the stands? I, I heard this too, okay? Um, kids play better without their dads in the stands. I don't know why they, why they chose dads, but – I, I would imagine because if dad yells, you could probably hear that over over moms because moms are more soft spoken. And then maybe a lot of moms are not as passionate about it, or maybe a lot of moms didn't play, did did not play. I know the moms that played, they on them. Period. That's just what it is. And and there's moms that didn't play that are that are on their kids, but it seemed like you know a lot of a lot of different moms don't really yell at their kids the way a dad will. So and it's like. You know, I was read I was reading something in one of these Facebook groups, and they were saying how you know your how come your kid played better this whole weekend and and dad wasn't there. I mean, think about that. I mean, is your is your is your child a better player when you're not there? Now it's it's a tough it's a tough line because there's a lot of kids that they just slack. They slack on you know they're letting people beat them on defense. Um, they're not executing. They got a lane to drive for a layup. They don't take it. Open jumper. They may not take it. I mean, it's a it's a lot of different problems in there that goes along with everything that I'm talking about. But at the same time, where's the balance? I mean, it's one thing to yell at your kid, but then it's one thing to ride him the whole game. It's one thing to motivate, but it's, it's another thing to drag them out. And like I said, I've been in every single position. I try, I try my hardest to keep my mouth. I, I try, I try my hardest to be quiet when my daughter's playing in games. And it's tough because if, if sometimes if I don't yell, she, she don't bring any energy. She doesn't see anything wrong with it. Her mom could yell till she blew in the face. She could say whatever she wants. She could say, Hey, let's do this. But when I start yelling, I see the change in her and I don't like it. Like for me, 
I keep talking to him. I'm like, why do I have to be the one to motivate you? I get it. I've been with you your whole life. I get it that, you know, I was the one that's probably helping you learn, teaching you how to dribble. And, and my wife did the same thing. I'm not taking nothing away from my wife, but it just seems like it's it's just funny. It's just funny how we deal with our kids. And it's funny how we, how we, how we, how as, as parents, you know, we put a lot of time into our kids and we expect them to do certain things right. But they're still kids, period. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if they if they're not doing whatever we want correctly, well, then we see that as failure. I think we need to change the way that we think. I know I know at least I do. Uh, I'm not I'm not speaking for everybody else. Maybe you're that parent and maybe you're doing stuff right. Maybe you're sitting back. Maybe you're being quiet. Maybe you're motivating when you need to. You know, this is not an all out. Let me pick on parents podcast. We're not going to do that. But at the same time, you know, if you are in that situation, is it helping or hurting your child? Period. Because ultimately we got to we got to stop what we're doing. We have to cut. We have to cut some of the stuff that we're doing. Period. It has to be that. So because every coach is not going to every coach is not going to deal with that. Every coach is not going is not going to be letting you is not going to let you just yell and dictate what's going on. I mean, they have whatever schemes that are going on and the kid looks like they're out of position and you yelling for them to get in proper position. Well, they're going to have to ignore somebody and let them ignore the coach. And that, and that, and that be the, and you get the right one, which I mean, when I say the right one, I mean the wrong one. Cause when I, when I was playing ball, all, but all my coaches were tough, all of them. I mean, typically they tell you something once or twice. And after that, after that second time, you got problems. Hey, you're running. You ain't playing. It's something. You're getting wrung out. I, I had coaches that I, I'm a, I, I'm just going to elaborate on two of my high school coaches, Kevin Boyle and Doug Mitchell. <laughs> Kevin Boyle was just intense. I mean, he'll get in your face. He'll let you have it. It was all types of words that were that were floating around that we were talking about. I mean, it's it's just you know, and and your your feelings your feelings wasn't not not that he didn't care about your feelings, but that was his way of teaching. It was old school. I loved it. I loved it. it helped me to be who I am today. Same with Doug Mitchell. Doug Mitchell would say some stuff. He'd get in your face. I mean, these guys were almost identical in how they and how they did things. I mean. On the sideline, vocally, they're giving it to referees, and then they're giving it to you. And there was no times for you. There was no real, um, there was no real um, time for you to sulk and moan and be upset about something. You had to pick up and you had to move on. And if you didn't pick up and move on, then you wasn't playing. And that's what it is. You know, my my. I remember my eighth grade coach, seven, my seventh and eighth grade coach. Same thing. I mean, I'm I'm. I'm from New Jersey and it's just tougher. Everything's tougher spoken out there. Like whatever said, you know, there are people that say something to you that's crazy and just keep walking, <laughs> you know, like uh, I live, we live here in Indiana now. So it's like more people are more polite and they'll say certain things or whatever. And if they say something and they're, and they're walking away, they're probably done with you. You know, you're not friends no more or whatever. But in Jersey, I mean, people say things to you. And like I said, I mean, you wouldn't even bat an eye. I had a cousin. I had a cousin that came down for my camp, and just the way I would say certain things to him, I'd just be back in that New Jersey mode. I'd say some stuff to him, and he just keep moving. It didn't bother him. I mean, you know, my cousin, who's his dad, 
would talk to him way worse than some of the stuff that I was saying to him. But like I said, I just knew that he could take it. I don't know that if I talk to my kids a certain way right now, like it would be if they lived up north, if they could take it, they would be, you know, it'd be tears in their eyes. It'd be them feeling some type of way. But going back to my seventh, eighth grade coach, same thing. That's how I got in. I mean, I, I, I basically had this guy that would tell you what he felt when and how he felt it. It wasn't no sugarcoating. And that's that's what it is. I mean, we we as as parents, we got to understand that you may be approaching that fine line where a coach is going to is going to start getting on your kids and, and and whatever they say, go. I mean, I love I love the majority of the high school coaches that are out there, but there's a lot of coaches that have somewhat of an ego. That's what that's the way I put it. They have a they have an ego. I mean, it's just, you know, they feel a certain way about their team. And guess what? That's what makes them as a head coach. I'm not saying the ego is bad, but they want to do it their way. And I get it. That's their ship. That's what they're gonna do. And if you become a problem or you try to step into that and and you're messing up what's going on, well, guess what? Your kid, your kid's gonna suffer. So I would suggest you, if you're on the sideline now, you bet you might as well just start easing back because high school's coming if your kid is is close in that age range or whatever. But still, like I said, there's got to be better ways that we can that we can help our kids. There's just got to be better ways. I want to thank you all for listening. Harvey Harrington, Dream Chasers. We out of here.